What's up, guys? It's three-time NFL Pro Bowler, all-decade return specialist, Josh Cribs. I want to welcome you to the College Sports Connection podcast, where AA Alex and AJ host the Mid-American Conference best. everybody welcome back to the college sports connection podcast i'm your host alex the captain joining me as always aj the guru what's going on everybody aj welcome back last week we had a phenomenal time talking to sarah tisdale from central michigan lacrosse great conversation really neat learning about what's going on with the a new lacrosse program and now kicking off the first year of um, lacrosse in the mac really excited to see what happens there absolutely that was fun it was uh I was a little knowledgeable about lacrosse, but uh, it was nice to get a more in-depth conversation about it and what Coach Tisdale is doing up with that program. Sure. And, uh, you know, it seems like they're growing the sport and they're doing a great job of it. So it's going to be a lot of fun to keep track of here for the years to come. Absolutely. And I think, you know, that'll be one of those things, like you said, good thing to keep track of, kind of keep an eye on. But now, knowing, uh, as most of our followers know, we primarily focus on the MAC. This week, we're shifting our attention to another Midwest conference, the Big Ten Conference. We got football starting Friday night. I'm excited. We do, yeah. The Big Ten finally kicks off Friday night with Wisconsin, uh, Illinois visiting Wisconsin. And uh, it's an 8 o'clock kickoff there on Friday night, which will be fun. Finally getting some Big Ten football uh, with the MAC the week after, right? Uh, yeah, MAC starts uh, on a classic Tuesday night. We get some MAC um so i'm pumped for that but this week it's all big 10 so i guess let's dive into it i know we wanted to talk about some previews some schedule things storylines yeah. uh so aj i'll kind of let you kick it off and we can just kind of go down the list and see yeah so i mean heck, let's happening. start with friday night number 14 wisconsin uh iowa comes to town uh that's eight o'clock on friday night Iowa. excuse me uh did i say iowa or illinois you said iowa I said iowa yeah, illinois i mean sorry uh, Illinois comes to uh, heads to Madison, Wisconsin's 20 point favorites there on Friday night. While Wisconsin starts the year off ranked 14th. Looking here at the matchup predictor, it's pretty, I guess you, everybody can assume here Wisconsin is favored 93.9 to 6.1. I have the over under here at 51. And uh, yeah, I mean, Wisconsin. <laughs> but you know, we talk about this game, and we can go back to last year, for example, in Champaign. Illinois did win that game on a last second field goal. Yes, they did. Which the Big Ten West was already a crapshoot last year. And that just made things worse because that week before, or the week after that game, excuse me, Wisconsin came to Ohio State and that game did not as me, did not mean as much as what they thought originally would. But obviously Wisconsin still ended up beating Minnesota and going to the Big Ten championship. But nevertheless, the Illinois fighting uh, Lovey Smith's done champagne now they're they're one of those teams that will show up and they'll play competitive or they won't show up at all. Like there's really no in between with those that with that program. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And I think that's that's been kind of the story of Illinois football, right? Is they'll have a few seasons here and there where they're really good. Like you remember the Ron Zook era back when they beat Ohio State uh in a huge upset down in Columbus. Oh, yeah, went on to win or went on to play the Rose Bowl. I I think they ended up losing the USC. Yeah. But, uh... Juice or uh, Juice Juice Williams, Williams. yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that's a throwback name. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, you know, so that's kind of Illinois' story, right? Is that they don't do a lot of things beyond an occasional good season where they'll win the Big Ten or be really Ooh. competitive in the conference. I think this one's going to be really interesting, though, because Wisconsin did lose this game last year. You know that now they're going to be up in Wisconsin. They're going to be up in Camp Randall. This one is not going to have the fans behind it, but you know Wisconsin's out for revenge. Absolutely. You know, I'm looking at their their uh, depth chart here. You know, they're going to have changes at quarterback. Uh, oh, possibly change at quarterback because Jack Cohen did get hurt this offseason. Yep. But the big story is running back. Jonathan Taylor, who was arguably one of, if not the best running back in college football last year, gets Monster. drafted like around to uh, Indianapolis. So Watson uh, seems to be filling in up there. Uh, Nika Watson with Garrett Grocheck behind him. And, you know, Wisconsin struggled last year at the offensive line position extremely because, you know, you look at Wisconsin football, and the reason the running backs have been so good is because they have a great offensive line. Exactly. Towards, the late, to, towards the later end of last year, that line started getting beat up on a little bit. You know, they were, mm-hmm. they were a young squad, but yeah. I think have those guys having a full year of, of practice or excuse me, of playing and coming into a new season. I think that's a great comfort for the running back uh, Watson coming in. And, you know, I think it's going to be the first couple of weeks here are going to be really telling into what happens here in the big 10, especially with a team like Wisconsin, who's always in contention in the West, because we can be honest here. The West isn't that competitive outside of Wisconsin and Minnesota maybe Iowa, but outside of that, there's not a whole lot going on there. Well, exactly. And that's, and that's always kind of that tale of that division, the way the divisions are set up are so not good, (laughs) I guess is a fair way to say it. I think that when they were the leaders in the legends divisions, I felt like that was a much better setup for cross divisional play and for parity within the division. Yeah. Leaders and legends was just a terrible name. Oh yeah. It was an awful name. I don't know how they got away with doing that. But, um, yeah, Illinois, Wisconsin, starting Friday night, prime time on Big Ten Network. Excited to get into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to go down here with Rutgers and Michigan State. This one's <laughs> interesting, too. Two new head coaches, well, kind of new for Rutgers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greg Schiano comes back after a couple of years away. Yep. Uh, Sparty and a new head coach also. Uh, D'Antonio, he leaves. Uh, kind of. In scandal, but not in scandal last year. Right. I don't know, really know what happened. I don't think anybody really knows what happened up there. Yeah, um, I don't think it's it's one of those things that I, I people like to assume a lot of things, but it's, I mean, there's there's so much speculation that nobody really knows for sure. Exactly. And, you know, Rutgers, too, at this point, they were one of the teams that I think was, you know, early on in COVID cases, they were a hotbed. Mm-hmm. So they were probably one of the reasons why I, uh, football was delayed because yeah. I'm pretty sure at least m- more than half of their team tested positive. They yeah. weren't doing a good job of, of doing what they were supposed to be doing, you know? Right. So they finally got that under control, which is good. Uh, Mel Tucker, you know, he comes into East Lansing this year. I believe he's a Sparty alum, isn't he? Yeah. From what I was reading when we talked about him not too long ago, it looked like he was a Sparty alum played there in the seventies. So Mm-hmm. Uh, played quarterback, I want to say, played quarterback in the think 70s. So. So. But, yeah, he comes back. He comes from Colorado, mm-hmm. uh, so back to East Lansing and back into Big Ten football. And this is going to be – I think this is actually a, a very intriguing game too because Michigan State has been down the past few years. Yeah. You know, they haven't played to that Michigan State potential as they always have because they're always in contention in the East. They always mm-hmm. have it. 
Yeah. And so uh, it's one of those things where, you know, it's, it depends on who shows up on Saturday. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is a Saturday game, yeah. So yeah. really just depends on who shows up. But I think that game being at Sparty uh, does help. Well, I think so. And I think now this is where I could see this being a little bit of a trap game for Michigan State, right? You've got a lot of guys who haven't bought into this new coach's system yet, not because of the coach, but because they haven't had their spring practices. They haven't had their tune-up games with you know the lesser opponents from non-conference play. Like they were scheduled to play Toledo this year. So I think there's a lot of things that worked against them in terms of prepping for this. I, I think that everybody probably save Ohio state and we'll get to them in a minute is nobody's really ready to kick off the season with a conference opponent, mm-hmm. but Ohio state's done it a couple different times with Indiana yeah. the last few years. So yeah. Ohio state already knows they're they're already in that mindset. It's like this first game, we got to come out firing on all cylinders. These other schools, they're like, we're used to a warm-up game. We're used to a tune-up against a one double A opponent or a Mac opponent or a Sun Belt, you know, somebody that's not Big Ten. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see how Sparty comes out and reacts right away with a new coach who they haven't had a lot of time with, how mm-hmm. Rutgers comes out with Greg Schiano now back under under, you know, the direction of the team. It's going to be really interesting to see how this game plays out. I think Sparty wins it. However, I do think this is going to be a closer game than what people are going to give it credit for. Yeah, I'd agree with that. You know, Sparty, I believe, will have a new quarterback behind mm-hmm. center this year. And, uh, you know, not having that offseason technically hurts that quarterback relationship, especially when you're new coming onto the field. Mm-hmm. So I'm really curious to see what they do. Uh, move down the list here. Penn State at IU. Penn State's favored by six and a half. This is a trap game for Penn State, I think. Agreed. I because IU is one of those teams like they'll play tough. They they play three and a half quarters of good football. Yeah, no, now, I agree with that. The second half of the fourth quarter, they usually just kind of fall out. Mm-hmm. But they're a team that when, once they can learn to finish and learn to win, they will can be they will be competitive in the Big Ten. Uh, but yeah, starting off with number uh, number eight Penn State coming to town, it's a tough it's a tough challenge. Obviously, you're only pay, playing a conference schedule. But, you know, having a top 10 team coming right to your house week one here, the over under is 59. And I think that's something that'll hit fairly easily, uh, yeah. you know, looking at some of the scores from these past games. But, yeah, I think IU can play them tough. I still think Penn State comes out on top, but I think this game's a lot closer than what people think. For sure, for sure. I, you know, IU is such a tricky program, right? I mean, they they came off of their – first bowl season in quite a while last season, you know, losing to Tennessee down in the Outback Bowl. What was the Outback Bowl, right? Um, no. Gator Bowl? Gator Bowl, maybe? Gator Bowl, okay. Yeah. It, it was some bowl game in Florida. I know that much. <laughs> um, yeah. But, I mean, they, they you know, they come in after that season. It was a phenomenal season for them by, by IU standards, right? You know, Penn State – not reaching the goals that they had set last year. I think Penn state is starting to come back down to earth a little bit as a program. I know James Franklin is really, really trying to keep those guys fired up, but Penn state lost some games. I think they probably shouldn't have, or at least allowed themselves to lose games. They shouldn't have. And now they're, now they're out here doing it all again, just trying to figure out what they're doing, trying to figure out how they're going to do it. This is going to be a fun one to watch. It's going to be interesting to see how Indiana responds with a new quarterback, 
because they had all that quarterback controversy last year. It's going to be interesting to see who kind of rises to the top and says, all right, this is my team. Let's go do this. It really is. And, you know, if you haven't been, I you know, big 10 fans, if you haven't been down to Bloomington to a game, you got to go. Memorial Stadium is an absolute blast. I've been down there too many times to count, not just for Ohio State games. I've seen Ball State down there. I've seen Virginia down there. I've seen a I think I've seen Penn State maybe once. Uh, but yeah, I've seen a lot of teams, and Bloomington's a great college town in general. Mm-hmm. It is an absolute blast. And uh, but yeah, you know, it's one of those games like we talked about. IU needs to learn how to finish games because what happens is at halftime, the students student section sobers up and they leave the game. They don't come back in. Unfortunately. <laughs> right. And so then once IU fo- or football, you know, because they have such a huge, strong basketball tradition, once football comes up, and I think they will, I think they're on the rise. They just got to, you know, tweak a few things here and there. But like I said, they got to finish games. So once they start finishing games, they'll, I'm not going to say they'll contend, but they'll be competitive in the big 10. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's the thing is for them, Indiana is not a school. Like you said, is not a football school. To be competitive is really just all they want at this point. They realize what they have on the line, and they're like, you know what? If we can just go out and give teams a game, that's all we want. And they've done that. Like you said, they just fall apart in the third and fourth quarters. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. It'll be a fun game to watch for sure. Absolutely. Here we're going to go down the list here. Iowa at Purdue. Iowa's favored by three points. This one's a – coin flip game i think too here mm-hmm. over under here is uh 52 and a half uh but they have they have iowa by three um of course rondell moore coming back to purdue that's huge that is yeah. massive he was, for him. For, he was one of the first guys to opt out not only in the big 10 but in college football yeah he did this four or five months ago it seems like mm-hmm. and so you know purdue no matter who goes to purdue it's always a tough game uh, mm-hmm. No matter who you are, I can speak from experience. Two years ago, yesterday, <laughs> I was at the Ohio State game when they lost after Purdue. Uh, let's not, we can just go past that. We can uh, we can move on. If that, if that's we can move you on. <laughs> but yeah, uh, well, it's not even uh, who bought the naming rights. Bob Rorman Auto Group, he bought the naming rights to the uh, Ross Aid Stadium. Okay. So, you know, it's a new name this year, but again, no fans. Uh, but I think this is a game, too, where Kirk Ferentz, I think his job may be on the hot seat in the next year or so. I think so. I think you look at what he's done the last couple of years with his program. It's they're hot early and then they just fall apart. They made the big 10 championship. What? Three years ago, two years ago. Yeah. They lost against Penn state. I believe. Yeah. Like, so, so, I mean, obviously that's your goal is to get to that game. If you're a big 10 team, obviously your goal is really to win it. But if you're in the big 10, your goal is to get there. And he just hasn't done anything since. I mean, you look at the la- the score from last season. Um, I mean, he had some great games down the stretch. He won his last four in a row, including a win over no- then number eight, Minnesota, beating Illinois, beating Nebraska, and then the season, the bowl game uh, against USC, 49 to 24. I mean, they ripped yeah. USC in that game. They did. But when it comes to playing elite talent, they just they just fall apart, and that's, well, it's, that's their it's thing. Also, one of those teams when they're playing an elite talent, they can beat them. They did it, they did it to Ohio State in 2017. Yeah, Ohio State went to Iowa and they waxed us out there. Yeah, so 
And Kinnick, Kinnick Stadium is a tough place to play. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the I think part of it's a psychological thing with the whole locker room being pink and, like, you know, mm-hmm. they make it a really tiny locker room, make it pink just to be intimidating. That stadium is always rocking with the fans. Like, it's a great environment. And so, I think the game – it looks – the stadium looks cool on TV at prime time. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the black and gold just does look really good on TV. Sure. Uh, later on. But I'm going to take Iowa in this game. I just think experience – uh, you know, Purdue was down a lot last year. They had such high hopes for them. Yeah. And they not, uh, they did not come to fruition with what they thought they could do. And, uh, but I mean, looking at Purdue's schedule here, you know, it's fairly easy to be honest here. They have, I- or they have Iowa, Illinois at Wisconsin home for Northwestern at Minnesota home for Rutgers, Nebraska, then at IU. So, they can easily get five, six wins out of the schedule. Uh, yeah, easily. looking at it right now, yeah. I mean, you know, if you if you drop Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Iowa, you're still picking up five wins against mm-hmm. Illinois, Northwestern, Rutgers, Nebraska, and IU. Like, that's not a terrible season if you're Purdue going five and three. That's, I mean, oh. in, in a normal season, that's probably seven and four. Yeah, as long as you're above 500. Yeah. We moved no. down the list here to probably the most boring and unintriguing game of the week. That's Maryland at Northwestern. <laughs> yeah. Northwestern favored by 11 points. Uh, let me go down here real quick. Oh, they don't, they don't even have – oh, here we go. Over-under is 55. I'm taking that under. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing that's intriguing about this game to me is the new quarterback at Maryland, uh, as a brother. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. He just transferred, didn't he? He did, yeah. That's really the only thing that intrigues me about this. Uh, Nebraska, excuse me, Nebraska. Northwestern here, ninety, excuse me, eighty-nine point seven percent to uh, Maryland's ten point three. Mm. You know, this is just one of those games that both teams are just down. You know, yeah. and it's so crazy because two years ago Northwestern was in the Big Ten championship, not because they were good because the West was so bad. Yeah, the West just all they did was beat up on each other, and Northwestern got the benefit of winning the games they needed to when they needed to. And then, yeah, like you said, the tiebreakers. Like, And I they went down quite a few tiebreakers because there were a lot of teams who were in contention, but mm-hmm. Northwestern just got it. Yeah. So, yeah, right here, uh, like I said, 11-point spread, uh, over under 55, hammering mm-hmm. that under extremely. Uh, but you look at Northwestern's last five here. They won at Illinois, uh, lost to Minnesota, beat UMass, lost to Purdue, and lost to IU. Mm-hmm. And Maryland here, the same thing. Uh, they lost their last five and got throttled by Ohio State 73-14. I was at that game. And then the week after, they get throttled by North or Nebraska 54-7. And then Minnesota beat them 52-10. And they barely beat – or excuse me, they barely lost to, uh, to Sparty 19-16. So – yeah, that game to me is just the most boring. Like, there's nothing that screams appeal to me to this game right here, unfortunately. But you know what? I'm going to watch it because it's going to be on 7.30 on the Big Ten Network. So I will exactly. be watching. Well, exactly. I mean, and it's one of those things you can't not watch it. As somebody who's been starved for Big Ten football, like, you know, I'm watching all these other games with these other conferences, and that's been fun. But it's Big Ten football. It's football we love, football we know. It's football I want to see even Absolutely. if it is an ugly game between 
two ugly looking programs. I think honestly, you know, we're talking about Maryland. I think Maryland maybe wins a game this year and that's maybe Rutgers. It just depends on what Greg Schiano does. Yeah. Well, it's, it's just, you know, look at their schedule right here. They've got a tough schedule. Mm-hmm. They've got Northwestern this week, then Mar- or then Minnesota, then mm-hmm. Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan State, IU, Michigan, Rutgers. Yeah. That's a, that's a gauntlet right there. Well, I mean, yeah, you look at, you know, you get Penn, you get Minnesota, Penn State, Ohio State back to back to back. Yeah. I, I, that's just not fair to anybody, let alone a team who's already not top tier in the conference. Exactly. That's tough. Now, going from the most intriguing or least intriguing game of the week to probably one of the most intriguing, Minnesota, uh, Michigan at Minnesota. Sure. Michigan's three point favorites, uh, prime time on ABC Saturday night, 7 30. This game can go both ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking at the matchup predictors here, Michigan's favorite at 55.8 to Minnesota's 44.2. Over under is 55. Uh, as I said, Michigan is three point favorites. This one, this is an interesting one. This is a Minnesota's big one early. On, yeah. And for being a week one game, mm-hmm. uh, Minnesota is one of those teams that's on the rise and nobody really knows what Michigan's about. They'll have right. a starting quarter, new brand new quarterback this year, Milton. Yep. And so, you know, we've seen a little bit of him over the years, mm-hmm. uh, sprinkled in here and there. But outside of that, not really sure what uh, what they have going on. And Minnesota has a returning quarterback in Tanner Morgan. Well, yeah. I th- solid, solid quarterback. I was going to say, you look at Tanner Morgan's season last year, and I mean, he broke a lot of Minnesota records and he did a lot of good things under P.J. Fleck. And I think this is the time, Mich- first time Michigan and Minnesota are playing since PJ Fleck has taken over in uh, Minnesota. And I, and that's just because of how the conference schedules and stuff play out. It's either the first or second time, but either yeah. way, yeah. I, I trust PJ Fleck to make this an interesting game. You've got with Michigan, you said, like you mentioned, you've got Joe Milton. We haven't seen much of him. We've seen a little bit of him over the last what year, two years. But I think what's what Michigan's going to really need to rely on is Giles Jackson, one of the wide receivers. He's a big return man, which is critical for them. Uh, Zach Charbonnet and Hassan Haskins, the two running backs. I think those that's what you're going to have to rely on in this game to just grind, ground and pound and grind it out against a strong Minnesota team. You're not going to win with a big flashy play. You're going to win by let's repeatedly pound the ball. Let's make this a, a – a grind game. Let's make you work for it for 60 minutes. Absolutely. Yeah. Last year for, you know, we're talking about Tanner Morgan. Uh, he threw for 3,253 yards, 30 touchdowns and seven mm-hmm. picks. Yeah. With a completion percentage of 66. Uh, exactly. So he averaged 10.2 yards a throw. So, I mean, he really, really is a solid quarterback as a junior. Six two two fifteen. Interesting how they got him out of, out of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw one down there and got him. Yeah, Michigan's too, you know, they but they were also hit by the opt-out bug this year too. Yeah. Nico Collins, uh was an offensive lineman or defensive lineman also. I think one of both, actually. One of both, yeah. Yeah. So the, that's the, be really interesting to look at. We you know you yeah. look at Michigan's schedule, theirs isn't easy either here. Mm-hmm. In Minnesota, Michigan State, IU, Wisconsin, Rutgers, Penn State, Maryland, and then Ohio State. Yeah. So there are another team that's going to be going through the gauntlet this year uh, within these eight games. And, you know, this game right here is just kind of a toss up. It's an 18 versus a 21. Easily Minnesota could be ranked higher. 
I mean, I don't think that's uh, too far to uh, too far to speculate. I think they're really good. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think well, and that's the thing is, I think honestly, if if I'm looking at this Michigan schedule, I think Michigan probably drops two games. And when I say drops two games, I think that this Minnesota game will be very competitive. But I think this is a game since they are traveling up to Minnesota. This could be a game Michigan drops, and that that would just be how the season starts. It's the it's a rivalry game. It's a big primetime game. There, there's a lot on the line with this one. Um, so I think this is one that Tanner Morgan, being the more experienced quarterback over Joe Milton, is going to have the opportunity to really say, hey, this is how we're doing it. We're going to win on my home turf. And they're going to get the little brown jug back. I think that'll be that'll be exciting to see for Minnesota. But I think it's it'll hopefully, if you're Michigan and you're Michigan fans, you hope that it lights a fire you know, under them to, to get momentum and to push forward, to try to grind out six, seven wins down the road, ultimately playing Ohio state. That one, I think, you know, that's a game they lose, unfortunately. And I just, I just, and we'll talk about Ohio state here in a minute, but I just think Ohio state is just miles ahead of everybody else in the conference. And they have been for several years, thanks in part to urban Meyer and his recruiting. And now you hand the reins over to Jim or to Ryan day not Jim Day. Jim Day is the announcer for the Reds. Um, Ryan Day, who is just absolutely – he's he's passed the litmus test, at least in his first year. I think this next year, now he's starting to get some of his own recruits in. This is going to be a, a more telling year as to what he can do because you see it all across college football all the time, right? Guys will do really well with the players from the previous coach. You know, it happened with Michigan with Jim Harbaugh when he took over for Brady Hoke. Happened with Brady Hoke when he took over for Rich Rod. I mean, you just see what they do with those guys who aren't even their recruits. They have to re-recruit them. Now you're starting to get some of your recruits into the fold. All right, let's see what you can do with the guys that you bring into the program. And I think Ryan Day's doing a phenomenal job of that, honestly. Again, we'll talk about Ohio State in a minute, but I think that Michigan will probably drop two games this year, and I wouldn't be surprised to see them drop this first game of the season. Yeah. Well, hey, let's get into that game here. Nebraska, they threatened to file a lawsuit against the Big Ten. So what's the Big Ten say? Uh, we'll schedule <laughs> schedule you against Ohio State week one. Yes, they and did. That's what they did. New, uh, <laughs> noon on Fox on Saturday, Nebraska travels to Columbus to play the rank, number five ranked Ohio State Buckeyes. No, I'm interested to see this. After, the, after Ohio State plays a game, how far, how, you know, will they jump from five to two? Because everybody mm-hmm. knows they're like that number two team behind Clemson. Sure. And so I'm curious to see if it takes one game. So, okay, they played. We'll put them at number two. Now, I'm really curious to see how that works out here. But the over-under here is 67 and a half. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of points. That is a crap wow. load of points. <laughs> That's a lot of points. And they have Ohio State favored by 26 points Oof. here. But, yeah, 67 and a half points is a lot. That's uh, – well, and I think that's the thing too, right? Is you look at Nebraska and you know what what they've got, what they're bringing to the table. You've got the entire conference heated at you right now because sure. you're like, oh, we're gonna file a lawsuit, we're gonna do whatever. This conference is not happy with anything that Nebraska said, anything Nebraska's doing. Good luck, Nebraska. You've you've screwed yourself on this, and I mean their schedule is not even that favorable if you really look at it you know ohio state wisconsin northwestern penn state illinois nebraska excuse me iowa purdue minnesota like you if you can survive the first four games of that schedule because three of the first four are ranked in the top 15 Mm -hmm. 
And then you have Illinois, who can be a trap game. Iowa at Iowa is always tough. Like we said, at Purdue, not easy to win there. And then versus, uh, again, a top 25 Minnesota, you have four of your eight games are ranked against top 25 opponents. Congratulations, you've done this to yourself. Right. And, you know, this is one of those games, too, or I think maybe next, yeah, maybe game, actually, where Scott Frost, you know, he was supposed to come in there and change the culture, change the program because he's a former quarterback. Mm-hmm. But he hasn't done anything since he's been there. No. He doesn't have a marquee win. You know, Ohio State traveled there last year and just beat the brakes off him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think their quarterback, their first three possessions, Martinez, he threw three picks in their first three possessions or th- yes, first four or something like that. Yeah, it was and dumb. So, and the game was over by halftime. Mm-hmm. And so – Nebraska is one of those teams that the first year they joined the Big Ten with Bo Pelini as their coach, they went to the Big Ten championship against Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember who won that. That was two. No, that was the first year the Big Ten championship existed, right? Yeah. So Michigan State played Wisconsin in that one because of tiebreakers because Nebraska was in the same division as that's right. Yeah. So Nebraska's played in one, but they didn't, but they, they made it there off of whatever it was the one year off of, because I think Penn state and Ohio state were both not eligible for postseason play. That's probably, um, yeah. yeah that Like, but they were like fourth in the conference or fourth in the division. Yeah. And the only reason they got to go is because of sanctions against other teams. That's right. That's right. Which is I guess remember that Kenny Bell, that receiver, getting rocked. Yep, yep. That's the only reason I remember it. But I, yeah, this is one of those games too. Obviously, I'm excited to watch Ohio State football on TV. Um, You know, sixty-seven and a half points is a lot. Will they reach it? Probably. Will they go over it? Probably. Uh, With what I've seen with Justin Fields and you know Trey Sermon who was a transfer running back from Oklahoma this year and Master T who was in the program last year as well mm-hmm. um Chris Olave is probably one of the best receivers in the country Garrett Wilson who's a sophomore uh, had a phenomenal uh, freshman season uh, a couple other freshman receivers coming in and the thing is well one thing good about Ohio State is they don't like to redshirt if you're a freshman yeah. and you can play you can, they're going to play you mm-hmm. and that's what they're going to do with a lot of these guys all the offensive lines back Wyatt Davis came back. He opted out, but he decided to come back. Uh, Sean Wade, same thing. He decided to come back as a defensive back. Mm-hmm. He's a first-round pick, so is uh, uh, Wyatt Davis. So those are one of those games, too, where you look at Ohio State's schedule here. They have Nebraska week one, Penn State week two at Penn State. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be so weird watching that game. It's primetime on ABC, and it's not a whiteout. Like, that's going to yeah. be so weird. That's going to be insane because yeah. nobody's used to that. You know, it's no. – we're all used to seeing, you know, that that night game, that atmosphere. And that's what makes playing in Happy Valley such a difficult thing because mm-hmm. you're going up against not only the team who's consistently good, but then now you're having to take on a hundred and you know eight thousand fans all dressed in white screaming at the top of their lungs. It's it's intimidating. And you know, oh, yeah. just watching it on TV, I'm always intimidated. No, oh, yeah. Cause then we have then we have uh Rutgers, Maryland, IU, Illinois, Michigan State, then Michigan. So I, I don't think there's a loss in there, honestly. Ohio State had a really, really good schedule in terms of what they got this year. It was very yeah. kind to them. But again, I think it's because there's lack of divisional parity, right? You you look there. at you look at Michigan and Penn State are your two toughest games this year. And honestly, I think like I mentioned earlier, I don't think Michigan's gonna pose much of a challenge for Ohio State. 
in that game, it's, you know, one, it's Ohio State gets to host it. Two, by that time, Michigan has had a little bit of a gauntlet of a schedule. Three, you know, if Ohio State somehow loses to Penn State at Penn State, which is possible, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's probably the toughest game on their schedule, honestly. Yep. But yep. if they lose that game, you better believe Ryan Day is saying we're not losing another game the rest of the year. Like yeah. it's, you know, there's, there's just no way. No. And, you know, like you said, the schedule is favorable and the big time probably did that. And on purpose, like, let's be real here. Sure. It probably did because they want their team to, you know, this is the best team in the conference. They probably want them in the playoffs. Sure. And they can, they can manipulate their schedule like that. Might as well do it. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. So, right, we covered all the games. Let's go back down the list. We'll give a prediction. And if you'll take the over under. Cool. I'm down with that. Uh, let's go back. We'll start with the Friday night. Uh, Illinois at Wisconsin, as I mentioned, uh, over under here is, is 51. You taking the over under and who do you got winning? Illinois at Wisconsin. I've got Wisconsin winning this and I'm taking the over. I think Wisconsin is going to give up some points that they shouldn't give up, but I see no reason for Wisconsin to slow down. It's this is a revenge game for them. I think Wisconsin beats the brakes off of them. And I think it's in blowout fashion. I think it's probably 35, seven at halftime, probably 55, 14 at the end of the game. Yeah, I'd do, I'd do the same. I mean, you know, this game was at Illinois. I'd my mind, you know, I would still have Wisconsin winning it, but the, you know, I'd probably take the under if it was mm-hmm. at Illinois. But being at a Happy Valley or Happy Valley at uh, Camp, Camp Randall, Randall, yeah, yeah, I, I definitely, I'll, I'll take that over too. Give me that, give me those points here. Absolutely. Uh, Rutgers, Michigan State, Michigan State's favorite. Excuse me, Michigan State is favored by thirteen and a half. You over up. Oh, there's no over under on this one. They they haven't given a uh, a line yet, so we'll have to keep an eye out on that. But nevertheless, Michigan State is favored by 13 and a half. Then I got to go to Michigan State. Yeah, yeah the game's at East Lansing. Yeah, I think then it's, I think that's a no brainer then. Um, Michigan State is there. Rutgers is not going to be a team that's going to go into East Lansing and win, not with Greg Schiano just now coming back to the program. He's been away long enough that he, he doesn't even have any of his old guys there anymore. Yeah. Like this is, this is, a good opportunity for Michigan state to get a, a decent win to start the season, set the season on the right track, get going, lock in, get focused, get the first conference win out of the way and move forward from there. Yeah. And you know, the, the Shiano hire is interesting to me for the simple fact that he was at Ohio state for a few years. Mm-hmm. And that was Ryan day's first fire when he was hired Yep. because of his defense. Mm-hmm. Like he runs too much of a complicated pro style defense it didn't work in college. Right. Well, it didn't work for no. Ohio State. Yeah. It's, no. It, you know, it's Ohio State was getting gashed. Granted, Ohio State's offense was explosive enough that it didn't matter. But right. when you go to play like a Clemson or an Alabama in postseason, getting gashed is going to matter if if their defense is stopping your offense. So Absolutely. And that'll be uh, – it'll be interesting to follow this year. Uh, Penn State at IU. Penn State's favored by six and a half. The over under is fifty nine. Uh, see, I think knowing Penn State and knowing what what they do down there or over there in in Happy Valley and all that, I think Penn State really they're going to blow this game. They're going to blow them out early but then they're just going to coast. I think Indiana is going to try to claw back in, but I think Penn state's just going to keep it just out of reach. I see, I don't know, 42, 14. Yeah. I'm going to take Penn state in this one, but I'm, I'm taking the under 
under okay. 59 points. I think IU is one of those scrappy enough teams to where they can irritate Penn State's offense. Sure. And so and Tom Allen down there going into a second year as a head coach, third third year as head coach. Third year, yeah. Third year, yeah. You know, I think he's got you know he has some of his own guys in there now. And I think with what he's been able to build, because they are consistent down there, you know, this, I need to learn to finish games. Mm-hmm. And so, but yeah, I'm going to take, I'll still take Penn state, but I'm also going to take the under on this one. Okay. Okay. I like it. Cause, cause you gotta look at it too. Penn state's only favored by six points. Sure. Sure. I mean, you know, it's, I do expect Penn state's going to blow them out, but it's college football. It's the first game of the season for these guys. Anything can happen. So absolutely. Your next game on your Iowa at Purdue, Iowa's favored by three. Over under is 52 and a half. That sounds about right. I'm taking the over. I'm taking Iowa as well, but I'm taking the over. I think that there's going to be a lot of fireworks in this game. There's, there's just no way that this isn't an offensive barrage. Uh, the Iowa defense has been stellar, but I, I just don't know. I mean, I really think that this one is going to be, a lot of points on the scoreboard. It's going to come down to a field goal. I do like Iowa in this one, but I think Iowa probably wins it. I'm going to say 35-33, you know, I or 35-33, 35-32. I really do think this one is going to come down to a last-second field goal or whoever has the ball last. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm going to take Iowa in this one as well, and I think Rund- or, uh, it's going to be high scoring. I think for Purdue, Rondell Moore, he was hurt all last year, mm-hmm. so a lot of this is going to be put on him. Big time um, game for him. Big time game for him. You know, he—I mean, he missed. I think most of last year, he only played maybe a handful of games. If yeah, that, like three um, games maybe. Yeah, if that. And but yeah, Iowa's still one of those teams that they're always going to be competitive. But Purdue, once they find their traction, find their footing, I think they'll they'll put up points. But Iowa will just put up just enough. But yeah, I'd take that over to a fifty-two and a half. Sure. Um, we go down here to Maryland, Northwestern, kind of why we mentioned the most unintriguing game of the week. <laughs> uh, that's at Northwestern. The over-under is 55, and Northwestern is favored by 11 points. I don't think it'll get that high scoring overall, but I do think that Northwestern being the favorite by that little is surprising. I think that this is a game Maryland's not going to hang with them. I think it'll be interesting, like you mentioned earlier, Tua's brother being the quarterback at Maryland now. But I just think there's a lot that they have to fix at Maryland. I think Northwestern notches that first W in their belt. They're not even really worried about this game. I think that Northwestern wins this game probably yeah. by 14-21. I was going to say Northwestern here, maybe like a 28-14 final score. Yeah. I think this game just has punt written all over it. Yep. A lot, of th- a lot of three and outs. So I'm taking that okay. under. This, I, I need to find a prop bet on how many punts there will be in this game because I guarantee you there will be. Because what Northwestern does is they still play on grass. So you sure. know they grow that grass out and make the opposing team slower. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm taking the under on that one. We'll go back over here to Michigan at Minnesota. Michigan's three-point favorites over under 55. This one's a tough one for me because both of these programs, if you look at them on paper, it's pretty evenly matched. This is not, nobody really has an advantage. I would say maybe Michigan has an advantage just because they have a lot of experience on offense and defense returning. And Jim Harbaugh does well against opponents he should beat. Although PJ Fleck has looked really good in his first couple years. This is now his fourth season at Minnesota. PJ Fleck looks really good. I don't know. I'm going to go 
this is heart reaction. I'm going to go Michigan. I am going to say it is going to come down to a last second possession, but I, I do think this is going to be more of a defensive game than an offensive game. I'm thinking, I don't know. Let's go 24, 21. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so in this one, I'm taking Minnesota just because I like Tanner Morgan. Okay. I like, I think, I mean, he's the more experienced quarterback in this game sure. Threw for 3000 yards last year. Which, I mean, in Minnesota isn't a ton. And it was, it was, it was snowing in Minnesota two days ago. So who right. knows what the weather's going to be like there this week. Right. Uh, they're kind of – we'll see the forecast here. Yeah, they're looking for snow in 33. Advantage, Minnesota. So I think Minnesota in this one, just because I like Tanner Morgan, I like P.J. Fleck. Mm-hmm. He's one of those guys, too, where he, if he can win this kind of game, this kind of puts him in that upper echelon of Big Ten coaches. Sure. So I think he's flirting, he's flirting with that line right there, being in the conversation of Brian Day, uh, you could probably throw James Kirk Franklin. Yeah, Franklin. You probably throw Kirk Ferentz in there too because he has a long history. Uh, but a long then, history of being relatively successful. Yeah. Yeah, and so, but yeah, I think PJ Flex flirting with that line right now, and I think a win like this could be huge for him. Sure. Uh, especially coming after a, uh, let's see here. Yeah, they won. I mean, they beat Auburn last year, and that's you know, no joke in no. the bowl game. And so, uh, but yeah, I like Minnesota in this one, and I think it's cool too. I think they're going to take into consideration the players anyway, prime time, ABC, mm-hmm. you know, Herbie and those guys are going to be calling that game. It's going to be fun. So that's a huge miss because that doesn't happen there very often. No, it doesn't. And, and it's a trophy game. So the, exactly. for the little Brown jug. All right. The last game of the big 10, Nebraska at Ohio state, Ohio state's favored by 26 points. As we <laughs> mentioned in the over under here is 67 and a half. Is that enough uh, points for them to be favored by? I don't think it is. No, probably not. <laughs> Yeah, this is one of those games where it'll be over by the end of the first quarter, I think. Sure. I, I'd say, if not by the end of the first quarter, definitely halftime. I think first mm-hmm. quarter in every single one of these games, we're going to see these teams adjusting for the first time. Like, okay, we're not playing our practice squad anymore. We're not playing our own defense. We're not playing our own offense. We're playing somebody we haven't seen before. At first quarter is going to be really slow for every single one of these games. It The second quarter and on is going to be where – doors the floodgates are going to bust wide open yeah absolutely and, you know or northwestern excuse me, i can't i can't talk tonight nebraska <laughs> uh you know coming to ohio state week one that's tough mm-hmm. and I, there's only gonna be like 1200 fans there yep they, but that's something we'll get into after this but yeah 26 points i'll take you know give me the points give me the over mm-hmm. you know i think ohio, ohio state could put up 67 if they really wanted to by themselves oh easy so Easy. But you know those are those are our picks here. I did want to get into this though, and that is the uh, capacity for the stadiums. Yes. This week, so Ohio State could have hosted twenty thousand people, but the Big Ten's not allowing it because not every Big Ten school can do that. Mm-hmm. So they want to keep consistency across the board. Sure. So there's going to be twelve hundred, I think, in the horseshoe. I think is what I read. <sighs> that's annoying yeah. agree yeah so you know hopefully uh as the year goes on maybe we'll get a couple more here and there because that's what they've done in the nfl you know every week most teams have gotten progressively more and more fans um but when you talk about social distancing i mean that's a you can social distance there easily yeah i think and here's the thing, right? Is you know you're talking about twenty percent capacity, twenty thousand fans at the horseshoe. That's the problem with having a stadium the size of 
the horseshoe or the big house or, you know, happy Valley. Those are three of the top five football cathedrals Mm -hmm. in college football right now. Every other big 10 stadium is under 90,000. Yeah. So when it comes to this kind of stuff, you don't get that luxury of having an extra eight, 9,000 fans that let's say if you go to Purdue, they hold 70,000, you know, 20% of that, they're not even getting, you know, 12,000 fans, you know, so you, you do have to play to that, which sucks, but it's also, I, I don't think it's fair to the Ohio States, the Michigans, the Penn States who have these massive cathedrals. That's not their fault that the regulations are set up in such a way that that those stadiums can't have the fans that they want. One, now you're costing those stadiums and those schools money because you think about it, Ohio State sells 8,000 more tickets at 70 bucks a pop. That's a lot of dough for, you know, four home games. I, I think I think that that's it's a dumb move and a poor move on behalf of the Big 10. I get it. You want to keep it fair. You don't want anybody to have an overly distinct home fleet advantage. If you didn't want that, take them all to Indianapolis, have them all play. Like that's, mm. that, that's, that's my thing. If, if you really didn't want any kind of home field advantage, either eliminate all the fans or put them in a neutral site. That, and they're not even doing marching bands. Right. So there'll be no script Ohio. There will be no tunnel, you know, in Michigan, there'll be nothing. So I'm just really curious to see what this does and how it looks. And like we said, maybe at, you know, towards the middle of the year, some of these things change, you know, with guidelines and whatnot, who knows? Right. Uh, yeah. The first few weeks are going to be extremely interesting to watch. You know, we, we talked about, you know, the Ohio state at Penn state week two, you know, it's prime time ABC and it's, you know, in a, in a normal world, it would be a whiteout and it'd be the biggest game in the country. Right. That's not going to be the case. No, not at all. Uh, it's it's going to be interesting. I'm excited to see what's going to happen with with these games. It's going to be really interesting because it's not going to come down to any kind of home field advantage at all. It's going to come down to, all right, who's ready to play? Who's here to play? Let's just play some football. I mean, yeah, you'll get like the home announcers and things like that. I'm sure they'll probably play the home fight song through the speakers after scores, but no, this is this is going to be a season less about home field advantage and more about who just wants it more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is, and you know, I think you know, I think we'll be able to tell very quickly, you know, teams who are ready and teams who aren't, mm-hmm. and you know, the teams who have younger players, younger quarterbacks, young, you know, maybe a new coach, like a few programs do. Those would be the teams that'd be really interesting to watch this the first two. Two three weeks, I think. Sure. Uh, how they adjust game speed, you know, because they should have been playing two months ago. Here we are, two months behind. So I'm really curious to see what happens. And you know, we talked about it too, not having those pre-war those warm-up games, not playing the Max or the Sun Belts or anything like that. Conference USA teams. So what kind of impact does that have? I don't know. I've asked too much because you can look at some of the Big Ten teams as those program the types of programs, mm-hmm. uh, the Rutgers, the Maryland's, the the Northwesterns, you know. They are those Mac and Sunbelt style teams. Sure. You know, they're just, so it'd be interesting to see what the couple first couple of weeks here. Yeah, I'm excited. I know you're excited. It's going to be a lot of fun to see what's going to happen, who's going to do what. There's just so much writing on this season and how it's going to kind of turn out. 
there's just, I don't know. It's, it's going to be really interesting with, with just who's going to do what. Now, I think obviously we have to predict a conference championship game. I think it's safe to say Ohio State makes it, but who makes it out of the West? Coin toss. Yeah. I think Wisconsin or Minnesota are probably the favorites. But I think that past that, it's very, very difficult to – I don't know. It's very difficult to say if anybody has an opportunity or it's very difficult to say that people are going to be successful enough to rise up. I mean, we could have somebody brand new who's never even been in there before. Like you you just don't know. But I think that – well, I was just going to say, I think that, you know – Again, Minnesota and Wisconsin are the heavy favorites in the division, but I wouldn't be surprised to see somebody else jump up and pull out a surprising win, you know, like in Illinois, like in Indiana, jump up and say, hey, no, we're going to make a run at it. I think Indiana could have a legitimate case to say, hey, we've got a shot at this. Sure. And I think, you know, on the, you know, obviously we, we're both clear that Ohio State will win the East mm-hmm. or is a clear favorite. But I think Minnesota does pull out of the West. I think this is they're on that level now. If they can get a win week one, mm-hmm. I think that shoots them into the stratosphere and they can maybe run the table in the West. You think ride that high for seven more weeks? I think they can. It's I mean, it's better it's easier to do it the seven weeks than it is thirteen weeks. Sure. Sure. So, and it's a bigger opponent right off the rip. Sure. And you look at PJ Flex energy, then you know the row the boat, the ski uma type thing. Mm-hmm. I think he could have those guys energized, get get a big win in week one. He is, I think he's one of the few coaches in college football who could keep that high for seven weeks straight. Yeah. So they're my favorite out of the West. They ended well last. I mean, they they, they could have won it last year. Wisconsin just got hot at the right time. Um, but yeah, I think Minnesota. I think they've got a legit shot. And, you know, you think about it too. The Big Ten plays late into or into December this year, so there's snow on the ground in December. Anybody goes, anybody who goes, no matter where you're from in the Midwest, if you go to Minnesota, it's a different kind of cold. You know, right. so that that advantage is to the Golden Gophers, whoever else, whoever above whoever goes there. Right. So I'll be really curious to see how they finish those last two weeks of the year. You know, late November, early December. Yeah. I think that's going to be part of it too is now you've got how many of these games are shifted too. That's you, you look at Ohio state, Michigan, that's a lot later than what it's been in the past. Um, not a lot later, but enough later that it's that weather's going to be a much bigger factor than it has been in recent years. Um, fortunately for like the Ohio state, Michigan's they're playing at Ohio state, but when you have to travel to Wisconsin or to Minnesota at night, that's going to be brisk. Ooh, 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 that's going to be cold. That's going to be real brisk. Even November, <laughs> even November, yeah. there's no snow and it's 38 degrees. That's cold. Like I was talking to my brother a couple of days ago, two years ago, he and I, or no, three years ago, he and I were at Ohio state, Penn state and Columbus, the blackout game mm. in you know, mid October. And it was, we were on the upper deck and it was cold. Yeah, I can only imagine what it's like. It's gonna be like in December in Minnesota or Wisconsin. Oh gosh, that just sounds awful. I don't even want to think about it. Let me look at this real quick because now I'm really, really curious. Um, they don't have times for any games past 
the 31st, except for Iowa and Minnesota, which is at 7.30. That's at Minnesota, November 13th, 7.30 p.m. That's a cold one. Um, That's a football game right there. Then you've got Michigan and Ohio State, December 12th, two weeks later than normal, uh, at noon, which obviously we all know that. That's a noon game. That's a staple. But, oh, man, if you're the Big Ten, you can't schedule too many night games past the 13th of November. No, you really can't like it's Oh, especially if you're going to Minnesota, Minnesota or yeah, like Wisconsin, like that's just, or oh. even East Lansing. That's, I mean, that's in central Michigan. Like no, even, even, well, even uh, Northwestern, uh, far off Lake Michigan. Oof. Ooh, buddy. Oof. <laughs> the lake's no, usually you. frozen by that point. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man. No, thank you. Oof. No, thank you. That's that's awful. <laughs> that's for it. And, and of course, Northwestern is one of those fields that's grass, and they don't have heaters under it, so it's just you know it's just going to be cold grass you're playing on. Oh, that sounds awful. Yeah, because no. I remember I think a couple years ago, the Vikings when they were building their new facility, they had to play at the University of Minnesota. Yep. And of course, those games run late in January, February, and they didn't have heaters under their field. I think the Vikings bought heaters and put them under the turf for Minnesota just so they didn't freeze. God. Because <laughs> I think, wasn't that that game? Oh. Uh, uh, who was the kicker for Minnesota? Uh, Blair Walsh. Yeah. Did he miss like a, like a big time kick? Yeah, he and did. It was, the, it was at Minnesota, University of Minnesota, the Blair Walsh project. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I forgot about that. Wow. Yeah. At the University of Minnesota. And it was blistering cold. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, thank you. No, thank you. Oh, man, I'm cold just thinking about it right now. <laughs> but I'm excited. Big Ten football is back on TV Friday night with Illinois at Wisconsin. Going to be fun. Fighting Lovey Smiths. It's the Badgers. It's finally here. Dude. We've got uh, Mac. they got the Mac coming in a few weeks. I'm really upset about the Mac. We'll get to do it here later on in our next episode. But so many CBS Sports Network games. Mm-hmm. I don't have CBS Sports Network. Yeah, that's really frustrating. And, you know, like you said, we'll talk about this next week. Uh, maybe maybe with a little surprise for people, we'll let you guys know. We'll keep you posted. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot that we could talk about with how the Mac and their schedule worked out. Not happy with it. But, like you said, finally, Big Ten football is back. We have waited so long for it. We are here for it. I'm pumped, man. Absolutely not. And you know, that's how I was supposed to get married this weekend, but mm-hmm. we had to postpone and we have a silver lining in Ohio State football is on TV. There you so go. it's not, it's not all bad. Well, and, and now you can tell your fiance, Hey, look, you know, now I don't have to worry about, you know, watching football during the wedding, you know, you, you right. have a free pass this weekend. Right. Her and I are going away for the weekend. So I'll have to figure out how to watch it somehow. So. Oh man. So I think that's going to be about do it for me. I don't know if you yep. have anything else you want to tack on. That's all. That's I'm all set, man. We, uh, you know, thank you guys for following us on our social media. Our social media for, uh, following is growing every day, mm-hmm. so we're excited about that. Sure. Uh, continue to interact with us. We, uh, we're just like to throw random, dumb, stupid questions up there, have you guys answer them. One thing uh, Alex and I have been doing the past couple of days is going on YouTube and watching football games from the <laughs> early '90s or late '90s, early 2000s. It's been sure. a blast. And, so uh, many old names that just come back. Oh, that just come wild, flooding it? back. It's wild. And then they, you know, they see a play that get your blood going again. And oh yeah, so, oh yeah. Uh, I do that when I do cardio until I get through cardio in the gym. It works. Um, 
but yeah, thank you guys for your support. We're going to continue to grow this thing. We've uh, got a lot of big things in, in store here in the next couple of months, especially mm-hmm. with football season. Football season helps tremendously. Yeah. But uh, if, you've, if you haven't, go back and listen to our former or uh, past shows. Uh, Coach Tisdale was a blast. Um, Coach Fleck from uh, Ball State Golf was a blast. Yeah. Uh, Chris Wormley, Pittsburgh Steelers, he was on there. He was a blast. I actually reposted that episode uh, with with us leading into the preview for tonight. Just oh, saying, awesome. hey, Good people, deal. hey, yeah. we, you know, remember, we talked with the former Michigan Wolverine and, you know, his time at Michigan and his time in the NFL. So I reposted yeah. that, hoping people check that out, kind of uh, relive that interview with us, because that was a lot of fun having Chris on the show. It was, yeah. We'll have to get him back on. I just sure. talked to him last night, actually. I'll have to get him back on here at some point. Sure. Uh, it's hard for those guys during the middle of the season, but maybe we can do like a. He's uh, a little busy right now. A little bit, yeah. Maybe we can do like a post Big Ten season talk with him or something like that. That'd be fun. Um, but yeah, guys, go back and listen to those. Make sure you like, comment. If you got, if you're going to comment, make it a real comment. You yeah. know our rules on that. Um, outside of that, I'm all set. Cool. Well, hey guys, thank you so much for all the support. AJ and I really, I mean, AJ. First off, we're almost at a year, man. Like this is crazy that we've uh, we that we've come this far. So guys, we are. Thank you so oh. much for your support. We really do. And one thing I did want to mention, though, first, is uh, here in Indiana, sectional football starts this week. Yes. So make sure you guys keep an eye on that. Uh, that'll be fun to watch. It's hard to believe we're that part of the year already. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, sectional football will be starting here this week. So I think I'm not the, sure. I think the real Ohio playoffs are kind of starting this week because the last two weeks were kind of a crapshoot with – because everybody in Ohio got in. They played, yeah. I think, a six-game regular season schedule, and then everybody made the postseason. So mm-hmm. you had to get past the first two weeks to kind of filter out the the teams who have no business being in the playoffs. I'll put it that way. Yeah, and, and Ohio does. There's so so it's so weird. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's good to see that now we're going to get some higher quality high school playoff football here in Ohio. So Absolutely. Football all around. It's back, and we're glad to have it back. Absolutely. So, partner, that's it for me. Cool. Well, hey, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. If you get the chance, please, please, please follow us on Twitter. Like AJ mentioned, you can find us at College Sport Pod. We definitely want to keep interacting with you guys, definitely keep growing. We're thinking about adding other social media outlets. We may be asking you guys for your input, see where you guys would follow us, things like that. We have a Facebook page as well. You can follow us there, the College Sports Connection Podcast. AJ and I are constantly tweeting and reposting different things. Uh, you can follow myself at Sheer Dumb Luck. You can follow AJ at Roughing55. Then we got our buddies over at the Beard Brothers Fantasy Football, Fantasy Football Podcast. They haven't had much content come out lately. They've been super busy. Give them, a, give them some love. Show them that you guys still care about them and want to hear from them. You can find them at Beard Bros FF. You can follow our other friends over at the Mac Bandwagon Podcast. Uh, you can fi- follow them. They've got some great content. They're posting out some good podcast always posting some new stuff they're part of hustle belt who is part of sports nation and uh yeah so guys we definitely appreciate the support we love it we can't wait for big 10 football to come back this weekend and that's going to about do it for us so thank you guys so much and we will see you next week see you